Hey, sis, you ever just wanted to wear the outfit? Wanted to crack that joke? Wanted to go to, over there? But you just be like, God, you know I'm your baby. But I don't want to go out there and they call me a hypocrite or they judge me. Well, Women of War is a podcast created for you. Where you can truly be yourself, crack that joke, honey, laugh out loud, and truly be authentically you, goofy and all. Because you know what? With everything that you are and done, God already knew that before he created you. So there's no need to hide pieces of yourself. Be authentically you because nobody can reach the people that you can reach but you. Exactly just the way you are thuggish, girly, tomboy, whatever it is that you are. You're welcome here. You can't do it without God. 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 Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. All you need is a mustard seed. Yeah, yeah. Then you will be living out your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Follow him, follow him, follow him, yeah, yeah. Spiritual fighters, women in war. Spiritual fighters, women in war. What's up, my fellow kingdom ambassadors? What's good? What's popping? What's going on in between, underneath? above it all that good stuff uh, welcome to another week episode of women of war let me tell you something grab your snacks grab your drinks grab your headphones grab your laptop my friend eh, prepare yourself for this week this episode it's about to go down. Let's get it. So, you know it can be crazy out there. You know how it gets when you get frustrated, when you feel like nobody's listening to you, when you feel like nobody wants to hear what you're saying? It is a crazy world out here. And you know what I like to do? To check in. So right here, is when we do our mental check-in. Because why? Mentally, your mental is the most important thing ever. Because how you think is what comes out in real in reality. So let's check in. So for this week, I'm great. Spiritually, I'm great. Mentally, I'm great. Physically, I'm great. In all my in all aspects, I am amazing. Okay. Now, um, throughout the last two weeks it has been up and down, but like currently in this moment, I'm really great. Um, I'm also I feel like I've I've had a reset. My peace has been restored, my joy has been restored. Um, and now what I'm doing now is I am working on healing from traumas. I am working on um, learning from my trauma, becoming better out of my trauma, and just plain old um, pushing towards to be a better person. I want my singleness 
to be so amazing for me this um i want to be so much in love with myself i want to spoil myself with my time my energy um and in spoiling myself i want to heal and truly finally finally sit down with my demons defeat them and fully let things go and truly heal so yeah that's where i'm at <laughs> what bro what are you talking about man you know what i'm talking about you already know what i am talking about what segment we going into y'all either you walking or you warring it is all up to you what you gonna do y'all heard that meme where somebody was like um i am saved but i still got the hood side of me it depends on which good day i woke up on i did let's talk about it As y'all know, Walk of War is supposed to be where we talk about things that's going on in the world, politics, uh, celebrity gossip, all that stuff, right? And I haven't been doing that lately. I've been just talking about, like, internal stuff. But let's get back to the juices, okay? So, huh, can we, well, should we walk or should we war against, um body dysmorphia or people like it being so popular to do surgery on your body now because now it was an early age where like it was just so cool to look black but people who naturally do look black are not celebrated but people who who change their body to look black are celebrate celebrated and I feel like now it's becoming a thing where they're realizing the implants that they put in their bodies or whatever they put in their bodies is not healthy for them. So now it's a thing of like, now they're trying to take it out of their body. And I feel like, had you just loved yourself in the state that you were in, we would not have these issues. And like, now there's like a whole thing of like all little children or little people, um, teenagers that want to look like instagram models can we normalize looking like yourself at your age it's okay to look like a 12 year old it's okay to y'all it's okay to look like a 16 year old it is okay love yourself in the natural state that you are i was brought up to wear like i didn't wear makeup and because i wasn't not that I never wore makeup, but, like, I didn't touch makeup until I was well over teens, okay? So, now that I'm grown, I can see the beauty in myself without having... That's not, that's not saying, like, makeup, people who wear makeup or, like, don't see the beauty in themselves. I'm just saying, for me, I'm able to just wear a Carmax or lipstick and be like, okay... I did something there, okay? Now, and that's not also saying that I don't have insecurities about my body. But my insecurities, I'm going to work out to fix them or I'm just going to accept it as it is. Um, and that's not saying that people who have had body, body their body fixes like wrong or something like that. Like, it's your money, it's your body, do as you please. But I just feel like for the younger generation, we should also 
preach to them to allow them tell them like let your body grow first before you start changing it let it mature because you don't know how you're gonna look if you change your body at 13 how it's gonna look at 16 how it's gonna look at 20 how it's gonna look at 30 okay if you see me if you if, if i was to show you a picture of me when i was like in my teens and in my younger years i was old skinny no booty no boobs old now high school yeah i think i had a little bit of boob. i don't think i really grew much since high school but i didn't i wasn't big on like trying to look older than my age you feel me so yeah i just feel like we should just celebrate our bodies it's okay bbl ddls lls cccls whatever it's called um let's just love where we're at that's what i want us to war against and walk away from So, y'all, let's take a quick little break real quick for a little commercial break, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, first thing first, I am a business owner. I own my own clothing line. It's called Kingdom Ambassador. You can find that online at kingdomambassador.co. Again, that is kingdomambassador.co. It has so much goodies, so many t-shirts, different waist beads, masks, headbands, head wraps and so much more coming soon so please 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 and it's affordable go check out kingdomambassador.co again that is kingdomambassador.co and while you're at that go ahead and hit the subscribe button on this podcast share amongst your friends we're gonna take a little quick little minute so you can share it and let everybody else know what is making you crack and lack and all of that and then, in the midst of all of that, if you want a little bit more dose of me, go to head to my YouTube channel called Beautifully Yasmin. Again, that is Beautifully Yasmin. Yasmin is spelled Y-A-S-M-I-N-E. And check out my channel. I have so many things, so many good things on there. You think you know me? Go ahead and go see the other side of me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast, for even subscribing, for even giving me your time and your day. May God bless it plenty, if enough. I do appreciate it for buying the products, for just being you. Thank you so much. All right, let's get back into the show. While you're out there shopping on Kingdom Ambassador, getting your outfits together and looking bomb, might I add, do not forget to go to our friend Vibe underscore Juries on Instagram to shop for that perfect jewelry to go with your outfit. There's a lot of times where I have found the perfect purse, the perfect pants, shoes, and outfit is just is just giving what it has what it was supposed to have given. Okay, and I was struggling with the jewelry to wear with it. Well, Vibe Jewelry is here to rescue, here to the rescue, saving all the jewelry less outfits. Go ahead and check them out. They are handmade by hand, Black Hands itself. Do you understand? You know how we're over here uh, celebrating Black excellence and Black goodness and Black expansions. You, you. You know the vibe. You know the vibe. Black girl magic over here. Period. Okay. So, 
Again, head over to vibe underscore juries on Instagram and check out our friend and let them know that you heard about them on Women of World Podcast and Beautifully Yasmin sent you. Thank you so, so very much. Don't forget again for the last time for the people in the back. It's vibe underscore juries. What's up, my fellow kid ambassadors? So today for the main discussion, we have one of my friends. Well, one of my best friends. Um, his name is Aram. Say hey. Hello. And today we will be discussing Christian dating, Christian Christian mingling, and all of that good stuff. So to start it off, do you think that love is enough when it comes to dating? Um, godly, because there is a difference between dating godly and dating worldly. We're gonna dive into that a little bit later. But do you think love is enough? Hmm. First, we have to ask ourselves the question: What do you mean exactly is love enough? So, I mean by that is when people get in a relationship, they be like they are more so fixated on the ideal of being in love. And fixated on how it makes them happy and not fixated on the purpose of their union. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Um, in my own personal opinion, though, I think it really varies depending on the individual themselves and whether they love themselves enough first before seeking out somebody to pour love into or someone that can also pour love into them. And also if that person that they're looking for is also able to love themselves enough to pour love back into them as well. So if the question, if, if I'm understanding correctly, is love enough as in, is that person going to be able to love the other person enough for that person to feel fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Love themselves enough to the point where they're fulfilled with themselves as well. It really depends based on the individual and where they are. I say no. I say absolutely not. Why is that? Because I have been in love before and I've I've had unconditional love before, right? And I was I was happy. Right. But love does not make it last. God makes it last. Love uh, is more so of to me, just to me, is more so of a like it's a it's a just like a the 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 face it's the basic of what it's supposed to be because if we're just strictly going off of love when it came to um what's her mary and joseph right it wasn't just because he loved her that he was like i'm gonna stick beside you it was because he got confirmation from god himself Sometimes right. love is is love is great, but if you if the the relationship is not founded in God, love will not make it last. If that was the case, and I would be married and be with somebody by now because I loved everybody I was with. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Okay. Now the second question is, what to you significant? Like, how do you know that you're in love? Um, that's quite a difficult question <laughs> <laughs> because you're African or my beg. I'm gonna break it down. <laughs> I 
I've heard a lot of people ask this question, like, how do you know that you're in love? And my pastor always says that knowing that you're in love is not that feeling that you felt that you've never felt before that you're feeling when you like all that tingling on the inside where I, oh i've never felt this feeling before that is not being in love that is just your body and your emotions reacting to how you're feeling towards this person that you've taken an interest in that is not being in love love by definition i'm gonna go by definition of the bible love is god mm. and it knows god loves god and in that you're able to with that you're able to love others and you're able to love yourself as well so being in love is not that feeling like oh i've never felt this way before or i feel butterflies in my tummy and all this and we've a lot of us have been there almost all of us have been there we've experienced no, that i've never had that <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I don't be feeling stuff in my stomach unless I have to use the bathroom. That is so weird. I mean, <laughs> right? I've never really understood that uh, analogy that I go about fast, but you know, you know what I mean. It's like you have that feeling in your heart, like no. of the way he makes me feel, or I love the way she makes me feel. I know a lot of people have had those experiences. Well, yeah, uh, it's like when your heart skips a beat, or you get like giggity when you get around them, or whatever. Right. Okay. Because that right, whole butterfly stomach thing is so weird to me. Why would you want that? Why would you want that? I don't see a reason why you would even want that. Because, like I said, it's really just a reaction. To I think it's more person. so the chemical imbalance, the chemicals and stuff that's happening. Because, you know, when you were in love, there's a chemical release that is, I forgot what it's called. Um, but it's a chemical release that happens. And I think that's all that is. That's why your, bad, your body reacts a certain type of way. Exactly. And that doesn't but, last. Really be in love, though you know, love is of God, and part part of what part of the characteristic of the love is having genuine care for the other person. Yes, you know, genuinely caring for the other person, no matter what you forgive the you can forgive that party. You don't hold grudges over long periods of time, and then remind them later, hey, remember when you did this? I'm not talking to you because of that. You know. That's not love, but genuine love is when you're able to forgive that person and keep things moving on despite what happens. Okay, so I disagree with a certain part, what you said. Okay. So I don't... Now, if we're talking relationship, well, even relationships or friendship or family love, I feel like love is love regardless if you're upset or happy. The person should still know that you love them no matter what phase that you're feeling, right? right. Now, what I don't agree with that you said was the whole... Um, I think... Well, I agree with it, but I don't really agree with it. When you was like, um, if they do something wrong, you uh, don't bring it up to me. I think what you're referring to is forgiving and then not bringing up. But what I'm referring to is calling somebody accountable. Just because you love them, you does not give them the right to be able to do you any type of way. Of course. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm speaking from the aspect of loving, but at the same time being forgiven. So just because somebody did something wrong, and you love the person does not mean that you should overlook what they did in the name of love. Because then, at that point, forgive me to say, you'd be being foolish at that point. If you that's the case, then me and you should not be friends, Aram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you can... <laughs> We're not going to talk about that on live, but... <laughs> We've been but best friends for years. Somebody when somebody does something wrong to you, you're able to confront that person about it. You guys talk it over, and yeah. then 
you keep it moving in the name of love, you know. If you feel but like you then, can move on with it. If you can't, then you just let right. it go. Right, but then if it's a case where you say that, oh, yeah, I've forgiven you, I love you, blah, 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 and then maybe the following year, you you just bring it up randomly. Yeah. Like, you know, at that point, I don't know if you really walk in love. Now, I understand. I'm not saying that it is easy. Uh, it is difficult to just forgive somebody if they did something wrong to you mm-hmm. and then start moving. But then again, also, it is also much more difficult to do that without having a genuine love of God in you. Right. I was going to say, that's easy for me to forgive. I literally forgive and I forget. I will not remember something something that somebody do to me unless they repeat that action and that emotion of what I feel remind me of what I felt before. That's the only way I'll be able to remember. If you don't do the same thing again, I will not. I'm just, I don't know. God just created me that way. But, so when it comes to you and your wife, because my best friend is out here married, okay? <laughs> Woo! Grown man. Um, when it comes to you and your wife, right? right? Um, do you feel like love, do you think of like, when you're upset or when y'all going through ups and downs or whatever, do you think, do you think of the love that you have for her or do you just like what comes to mind to cause you to want to resolve the issue? Well, it's knowing that first of all, having the understanding that with marriage, it's kind of like a different ballgame because you live with that person, you're everywhere with that person, you're doing everything with that person, right? And when you love someone, if something goes wrong, you want to be able to forgive that person because if you don't forgive that person, you yourself are going to be miserable. You know, you have to be able to walk in love. So with me and my wife, when she does something wrong, you know, we can Not talk when she, when you do something wrong, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can talk it over and come up with a solution that, you know, keep on walking in love. And then of course, when I do something wrong, you know, she will let me know like, Hey, I didn't like it when you did this. Can you please not do that again? You know, and then we come to an agreement. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we continue to walk in love. Now, what you don't want to do is to be holding a grudge. Like I was saying before, you don't be holding a grudge or be angry about something all day. Mm-hmm. And I'll confess that I have done that before a couple of times. It's and it's really not a place to be because yeah. the damage really is happening to you and not to the other person because you're the one that's feeling that way you're the one that's holding it in and refusing to talk about it you know but when you talk about it, you're able to you're able to get it out and come to a conclusion with the other person yeah that's true because what i have learned in like even just our friendship is that like i'll be angry and I would be so angry with my best friend and he would just be out there living his best world life and not even knowing <laughs> that I'm upset. And now when I say I'm upset, he'd be like, oh, you were upset this whole time? Child. I've learned to yeah, just let it go. That's that's what happens when <laughs> you hold stuff in and not talk to the other person about it. Like, I'm just not going to talk to them anymore. Meanwhile, this person's living their best life. Maybe, and I'm not worried about you. There's another thing that uh, I heard somebody say. They said that Refusing to let go and forgive someone is like you drinking poison and hoping that the other person is going to die. But really, you're killing yourself. Um. So, now let's dive a a bit deeper. So, when it comes to Christian dating, how were you dating before you found your wife? 
And like, and how did you find her? Because you know, there's a notion of like, I don't really think it's okay. So the new how I believe, I don't think it's like, um. But yeah, answer that question first, and then we'll go to the one. How how did you date? How were you dating before you found your wife? Um, I actually wasn't dating for a while. Uh, after my last relationship, I remained single, and you know, I was just growing and learning more about myself, learning how to love myself more, learning how to forgive more. And uh, when I met her, we started dating, and um, well, I prefer to use the terminology of courting, um, which is really dating somebody with the intention of marrying that person because I personally was against the idea of just being in a relationship or dating somebody endlessly and not knowing where the relationship was going, which is what I noticed happens in our society a lot lately. So I prefer to use the term courting. And, uh, you know, we get to know, ask questions about the other person. They ask questions about you. You know, you get to know each other, study each other, see if you guys are compatible with living with each other and things like that. Um, you get to see what parts of the person you love. Uh, you get to see what parts of yourself uh, are exposed or you get to see your vulnerability when you're with this person. Uh, you get to see if you can trust that person and all these other things which are very important when it comes to courting somebody because you don't want to you don't want to get married and then come to find out that there's a lot of things about that person that you do not know, which I find very puzzling in today's world whereby somebody will be dating somebody and get married to that person. And then that person starts acting differently. And it's like you never knew who the person was before. So it's very important when it comes to courting someone or dating, you know, to make sure that you're always asking questions. So that when you get married, you're not caught in surprises. So did you hear from God that that's what he wanted from you? Or you just was like, oh, we are compatible. So let's just get married. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be. Uh, I definitely, you know, I definitely had to seek a lot of counseling. Uh, I did definitely stay in praying, asking God to help me and guide me in the event that if this was not the person, and let this, you know, show me the red flags that, hey, this is not the right person for you. Um, no, go ahead. But those red flags will be the signs for you, like, hey, this is not going to get this, you know. But then, yeah, like I said, I had a lot of people that were able to counsel me. I had my pastors uh, that I go to and ask questions like, hey, how do I get around this, you know. One of the things I've learned very quickly was that going into marriage is not really something that you want to do by yourself. So, you know, this whole thing about, hey, it's me and you against the world, you know, that stuff to me is really just like a Hollywood, um, a Hollywood because that's not really how it works. If it's just you and that person against the world, then you're going to have a really hard time when you guys start hitting those uh, rock bottom times in your relationship because you know, every relationship has its downs and its ups. And when you hit those downs, you have nobody that can help you. You know, it's very hard to get out of those situations without help. So definitely get people that you can trust, uh, people that are very close to you because you also don't want to have everyone all in your business, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to have, you don't want to have everybody all up in your business, but you also want to have people that you can trust, people that are close, you know, that's very small, close circle that can help you and guide you through this journey from 
you know, talking to that person, courting that person, all the way up till you get to the um to the marriage part. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so now, when you heard from God, like, or when God, what were you really ready for the red, like the red flag? If God was to show you, because all the time we'll make a prayer or we'll say a prayer to God and we'll ask for something, but we're really not ready to receive what it is that we've asked for. Were you really ready to walk away if it was a no? Um, yes. Why? Because one thing you have to remember is that when you get into marriage, there's no such thing. I personally also do not believe in divorce. I know the Bible says that God hates divorce. So it's not a game that you just be like, oh, but I love him. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and get married. And then five, ten years later down the line, but some people, you see, like, a year later, you're breaking up again and divorcing the person. Mm-hmm. Why are you wasting time like that? Why are you causing yourself so much pain when God is there to help you? Yeah. You know? For me, uh, I was praying and asking God, and uh, one of the things I, I did was having the understanding that, God, you created me, you love me, so therefore I know that you know what's best for me and that you know what I like, you know what I want. So what I, one of the things I did for myself, which God really helped me with, was to let go of my preferences and allow God to help me open my eyes to see what I would not normally look at, you know. And that's how I was able to find my wife, because she was not really the type of person that I would, like, normally approach. Mm-hmm. I'll probably, you know, I'm like, oh, she's cute, and then maybe back away. Well, not really approached fully with the that, hey, maybe you can be my wife, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that God definitely helped me with. So prayer definitely helps when it comes to that aspect of finding the right partner to get married to. Okay. So during your waiting season, how did you, because I've learned from Mike Todd that how you are in your singleness is how you're going to be when you're married. So how did you prepare without really fixating on the idea of being married, but like just waiting how did you wait uh, i was just being myself you know and enjoying my life uh there's this notion that people have that when you get in a relationship you got to move differently and act differently you know you got to cut this person off and that person off uh you don't want anybody stealing your man you don't want anybody stealing your girl because you got them first you know you want you want to just be yourself because when you get into marriage the real you is going to eventually come out so if you if you get in a relationship and then you're faking it all the way till you get married, mm-hmm. once you get into the marriage house and you're living with that person, the real you undoubtedly is eventually going to pop up because it's only so long that you can play yourself. Facts. Okay. You can only play so long because after a while, the real you is going to come. Because even with me right now, I'm seeing sides of me that normally would only come out when I'm hanging by myself. Mm-hmm. I would not normally bring those parts of me outside, you know, with other people, even if it's like close friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. But now that you're at home with that one person all day, all night, those parts of you that people would not normally see, that other person is not going to be able to see those things. Mm. So your so what would be your advice? Like, let's say for me, because, you know, I'm out here on my love journey and my self journey and trying to get to Love myself and love God and be all about God and not so fixated on marriage, but just focused on God. So what advice would you give to us? Because, I mean, we're not that far from age. Like, I think you're like almost 30. 
almost 30. Whoa, I'm not that old. <laughs> I am not that old yet. I mean, I'm getting there, but I'm not that old yet. You're not. You're only a few years older than me. Um, so what would you say to me and everybody else who's out there? Um, for me, being a guy can only speak from a man's perspective, Which really. Awesome. I can also give a little bit of advice for the general public is, uh, just be yourself and don't be in a rush. Don't be in a hurry because this is the second most important life decision that you can make apart from choosing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Once you make a decision to get married, just remember that it is a lifelong thing. You want to make sure that you're taking it seriously. Don't be in a rush. Make sure you're seeking God and praying. And just be yourself and just be real with yourself. And also be open to what God is showing you. And don't be so tight, great or tight luck like, no, this is what I want. Uh, one of the many uh, marriage advices that I got while I was getting ready was that you want to be who you want the other person to be. Not in the sense of that both of you are just alike, but because many marriages, are both, uh, both parties are usually very different. But... You want to put yourself in such a position whereby when the type of person that you're looking for, what, whoever matches your spec comes around, that you're able to keep up with that person and what they do to stay in that place. So that would be my advice from that. Mm. I remember one of our talks when I was talking to you about uh, when I was like feeling sad about not being married at this certain age that I am. Um, and you said one thing that has been holding me for the longest. And it was that... Um, God wants you to be married more than you can ever want to be married. Mm-hmm. And that right there changed, changed my trajectory of, like, um, my life. Like, it's just, I just know when it's the right time, God is going to make it happen. But when you said that, what did you really mean? So, for other people who don't know, they were new. <laughs> so, there is a, a scripture in the book of Malachi that actually... Uh, that's where I got the understanding from that God actually wants you married more than you do because in that scripture it mentions that um, it mentions that God wants us to be married so that we can bear for him you know godly godly seeds godly fruit uh, in the world that we live in today you know there's a lot of evil going on around and people are having kids and those kids are being brought up to you know, being trained to be assassins. You got kids being trained to do things that, you know, you wouldn't normally teach a kid to do, right? Mm-hmm. And with us God's people being married and bringing children, God is trusting us to raise up those children in the way that, in the way of um, where they're also serving God, you know, and living godly lives. So that's really one of the number one purposes as to why, God wants us married so we can bring forth those godly fruit instead of bringing children outside of wedlock. Not to say that anybody that's born outside of wedlock does not is not important to God. You are still loved by God. God has a purpose for each and every human being that is on earth. But as a Christian, that is one of the main reasons that you should not give up hope if you're not married yet. It's because God actually wants you more married than you do yourself. So just stay in the place of prayer. Stay prepared. Stay ready. Because that person will be coming soon. Okay. So what does it mean for your husband to find you? Like, why? How does it look like? Like, how was it for you to find your wife? What did that look like? 
Um, the reason why you want your husband to come and find you, mm-hmm. because it is in a man's um, DNA to go hunting or chasing after women, right? Mm-hmm. But when a woman comes chasing and hunting after the guy, you know, it's like, okay, it's like a reverse of what nature has created. Mm-hmm. And normally what ends up happening in those type of relationships is that the guy just really cares less about the woman many times because it's like he didn't really go after her in the first place. She came to him, you know, and offered herself up to him. So it's kind of like, you know, that terminology where people be like, oh, she's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's not that the guy is saying that, but like unconsciously, that's what registers in our mind. And it's like, okay, I didn't really have to do anything, you know, because men are created to be the go getter, the men to provide for the family, you know. But if you're the one coming after him, then he kind of like disarms those, um, that part of his DNA in him. So it's better for a man to come after the woman instead of you, the woman, to try to go after him. Now, when the man comes for you, of course, you want to try to be open, not to say, like, let him in that easily, but you also want to be open, you know, to, like, get him to know him, understand him where he's coming from and such things like that. You know, you don't want to be rude and then just shut him down because you never know if that guy was actually supposed to be your husband, you know, instead of the one that you were eyeing the whole time. First of all, no, I disagree. Because some of you fellas, not you, some of your other fellas out here be rude and do not understand rejection. And they take rejection to the highest, most disrespect when it's just simply, and you could be the nicest. Like there's times where a guy will try to force me and I'll be like, no, thank you. I, I appreciate it, but I'm just not interested. And they will take that and turn it into a whole like kabako. Like, and it's just, mm. and you know, there's some females who have gotten killed just because they said no to a guy. Right. Yes, you're right. There definitely have been situations like that. And I believe that those kind of guys probably had the wrong upbringing or probably grew up in the wrong environment or are dealing with some type of rejection issue or something. Uh, you definitely want to stay prayed up so that you can have the wisdom on how to reject those kind of guys in a safe way. You also want to be able to keep those close friends again for your safety and for your protection so that you have uh, friends, especially maybe a close guy friend who's like a brother, mm-hmm. you know, that can be able to protect you and defend you from such crazy guys because they do exist. That's wild. Because I have a great guy best friend and he do not protect me at all. Wow, really? I wonder who that was. You! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, to close it out... um. The last, well, the last little segment of this is we're going to dive into um, saving yourself and all of that stuff, right? So I remember when I talked to my mother and she was saying that, like, when you get married, the intimacy that you experience when it comes to, like, sex, sexual intimacy is completely different from the intimacy that you experience when you're not married because you get to feel like the Holy Ghost is involved. It's like a different type of like a spiritual connection. Is that true? Um, I'm not sure I understand that question very well. Uh, maybe if you explain it another way. Okay. That, that, that now that you're married never... and you're having intimacy that God approves of, right? 
Does mm-hmm. it feel different to you because you know that this is approved by God? Does the experience feel more like whole, uh, like experience with God? Like, what is the why? Should not you supposed to wait? What would be a reason that you would tell somebody uh-huh. to wait until marriage? Okay, I, get, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, it feels more fuller uh, doing it the right way because I don't know about you, but I know that for me personally, if I am, uh, you know, being intimate with other people outside of the place of marriage, I don't really feel whole. I don't feel completed because, like, say, for example, if you were to have, like, a one-night stand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you try to fill a void but then you finish with that and maybe, yeah, you're feeling good, you're feeling great, but only for a short period of time, then it goes away, you know. But then being married, you're able to go there to get fulfilled any time that you would want to. But then the other part of it is that some of those actions and things that we do, where we try to have this one-night stands or we sleep with somebody just to get some type of fulfillment, that is a space for God to fill in for you with his love and not for you to be looking for somebody to come and fill that space for you that is empty. Mm. Okay. So you would say for you to wait because it feels more of like a lasting feeling and not just in the moment feeling, right? Right. So it's like it's like a fulfillment thing that, that needs to be taken care of. And I believe that that is the space that only God can fill for you and not another human being. Okay. Okay. So now, do you believe that you are supposed to, before you, not believe, but before you met your wife or before you even got married, were you whole within you? Because I believe that you have to be equally yoked. And to me, my understanding of equally yoked is that I am whole by myself mm-hmm. with God. And then my other half is whole by themselves with God. Now, yes, we are going to need each other because now you have become a part of me and I'm a part of you. And I need you to to be able to do what the purpose that God has called me to do. And I'm going to need you just for other things in general. But before I meet you, I need to be well within myself and well by myself to be happy with myself before I can be happy with somebody else. And I need to feel whole with just God and me. Because if I don't feel whole with God and me, then I'm going to make my husband be my number one and not God be my number one. So right. for you, how did that, how did you accomplish that? Um, yeah, just like you were saying, uh, for me, um, it was very important for me to make sure that I was whole because what you don't want to do, especially if you're coming out from uh you know, broken relationships or past hurts. You don't want to go into the next relationship uh, carrying those bandages and those weights from the last relationship and then you now go into marriage and you're still carrying those wounds and then every time your spouse does something that reminds you of what your ex did, you know, you lash out on them, then you take it out on them, you know, it's not fair to them, which is why it's important that before you now go into the next relationship, going into marriage, you want to make sure that you've healed up from those past wounds. Mm-hmm. You want to make that you've grown in your relationship with God and that you're whole and you're able to live your life without feeling that need to like, uh, that. oh, I need, I really need another human being to be with me because I feel empty by myself. You want to be able to feel good 
and full by yourself and with God and also for the other person to do the same because if you come in full and the other person comes in empty, it's going to be frustrating for, for you to keep up in that relationship and vice versa. Mm. Okay. So what advice would you give for the young, men's out, young men out there that you have learned so far in marriage or just, yeah? Uh, definitely learn how to be uh, patient because marriage is a different, it's a different, it's a whole different thing when it comes to patience in marriage and uh, dealing with your spouse because I know for us, many guys are very impatient with how we do things. And we tend to rush our wives in doing certain things and come to find out in the end, it was probably like, it might have been your fault, you know? Uh, I'm glad you said that. Go back. Nuh-uh. Repeat that. It's what? I remember that we got married and we were leaving for our honeymoon. Something happened Mm -hmm. and I had misplaced my card, so we were using her card. But then... I think she had dropped her card and I picked it up and then I saw it on the chair and I picked it up again. And in my mind, it registered that I had given it to her, but I didn't. So the next day when it was time for us to leave, I um, I went back in the house and I went through the pants I was wearing the day before and the card was in there. Now, mind you, I was very careful to make sure that I was patient, not to blame her. Like, what, what happened? What did you do? You know? I was like, okay, let me just be calm and patient because it might be my fault, even though I don't remember. And then when I went back in and I found those pants and saw that her car was in my pants, I was like, oh, okay. So it was my fault and not hers. That you didn't give her back the card or that what? That the card was missing. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. But you definitely want to be patient and don't be too quick to lash out because there's a chance that you might be the one that's wrong. Mm, Okay. And also speak on pride when it comes to marriage or ego being the thinking. Okay, so I understand that the man has to be the head. But I also believe that, like, it doesn't have to be a forceful thing or, like, a prideful thing. So, like, how do you take charge of your household without it coming off as, like, you're just, like, the person in charge or something? Uh, for one, definitely, especially speaking to the guys, uh you definitely don't want to allow your self-ego or pride to, like, overtake your senses and how you react. But, um, I mean, this thing can play both ways. Uh, to a woman who is trained and understands how men are, you will know exactly what to do. And for the guys, if that woman is misstepping those boundaries, um, there's a way that you should react, reacting in a way of love instead of lashing out at the person. Um, there's something that I always tell people that I learned not too long ago is that what love is to a woman is what respect is to a man, which is why you find men lashing out every time a woman starts being disrespectful towards him, because that is what is the same thing as what love is to a woman. So if a guy is not loving you, you see that a woman is getting upset, she's getting angry. It's the same thing for the guys when you're not respecting him, which is why you see the Bible says, um, husbands love your wives, women submit to your husbands, you know, in that place of submission is that is that thing that comes with respect. It's not being respectful toward the guy. The way that we are designed with our DNA, we're not going to be able to accept that properly. Okay, best. Okay. That is wow. You have grown up. For us to have for me to have known you since you were younger, teenage, you have grown. 
Congratulations. You have been Yasmin approved. It's been quite a process, yeah. Yeah, you have, you, 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 I'm proud of you. She has did some great things for you. I'm really proud of you. So to end this off, can you do a prayer um, that will solidify this whole conversation and bring it to an end? Yeah, definitely. Uh, let us pray. Uh, Father God, I pray for everyone out there who is in a place of singleness, Lord Father God. I pray that you will fill them with the wholeness that only you can bring, Father God, so that as they're living in their singleness, Lord, that they'll become whole in you, that they'll be able to find themselves and enjoy life while they're waiting for that match that you will bring for them, Lord Father God. And for those, Lord Father God, who are finding it difficult, Lord, I ask that you grant them the peace and the patience that they will need, Lord Father God, and that you will strengthen them in their faith, Lord Father God. And I pray, Lord Father God, that you will bring to them in due time and in the right season that one that you created for them, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us on Kingdom Ambassador Podcast. No, I am tripping. <laughs> on the Women of War Podcast, you are now a part of the Kingdom Ambassador family. Now, I do want to do a part two to this, but we dive even deeper. So, you you are up to coming back? Respond. Okay, Aaron. Like, I was going to say, I know you're not going to leave me hanging. Oh, my gosh. So, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, And I will see you in the next segment. Later. Y'all, I'm a what? I'm a baddie? Yeah, no. That's not what we say on this podcast. What do we say? I'm a goodie. And you know what that means? It is the goodie moment. Come on in, goodies. Let's talk. All right. So, the goodie moment for this episode is that, sis, bro, your standards are not too high. You are well in your right to set standards and to have boundaries or to want a specific type of things in your life especially if you are one that reciprocated back like for me for example i am a when it comes to friendship or relationship i am very much so what i say is what i mean so if i ever tell you i'm never gonna leave you um, i'm always gonna be here for you then those words are exactly what I mean. I'm never going to leave you and I'm always going to be here for you. So if you say to me that in return, knowing that my word, my words mean a lot to me and my word is my bond. So knowing me, if you say that back to me, I'm going to take your word as your bond. And the moment you not, your words and your actions are not meeting up, I'm no longer going to trust you or your word. So, my standard is, when it comes to somebody who I want to date, is very high because I believe I deserve nothing but the best. I know I deserve nothing but the best. Now, that is not saying that I'm out here looking for a 10-feet guy. But it is saying that I'm looking for a specific type of height. Okay? 
that is not saying that I'm out here looking for something that is um, beyond my reach. Like, I'm like, oh, I need a billionaire. Now, if a billionaire happened to be within something that God blesses me with, that's awesome. That's great. But I have certain things that I will not fold on. And I have certain things that I will compromise on. I will not compromise when it comes to a God-fearing man. I will not compromise when it comes to a man who is a that will leave me, but he has to be in love with God. That that morals, characters, and values we will not compromise on that. I will compromise on if he is not six feet. At least he is like way enough taller than me, just not shorter than me. I will, I will compromise on that. Um, no, I feel like y'all, y'all cannot date a short person. That's just me. That's just my preference. But if you're taller than me, let's talk. Okay. I will, I will compromise. He don't have to be seven feet. He can be six something. He can be five, nine, five something. Just don't be the same height as me or below me. And we can awesome stuff. Have drive, you know, certain things like that. I will not compromise. Um, and I just feel like it's okay for us ladies, it's okay for us men, y'all men, because I'm not men, it's okay for y'all men to have, or us in general, to have standards and to hold people by those standards that that present themselves to be such. Don't bring your representative on a date that you know that you're, you, you know that that's not who you are. Do not present yourself to anybody in a manner that you know that you are not. I hate that. Don't bring me your representative. Bring who you are. Be who you are. For with me, what you see is what you get. I'm straightforward. I am blunt. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not cookie cutter. I'm a sinner. I love God. What you get is what, what you see is what you get. Like, there's nothing in between when it comes to me. I don't do gray areas. It's either white or black with me. Either I like you or I don't like you. You never have to guess. Like, I don't do gray areas. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't have frenemies. Like, I don't do that. So, I feel like with everybody else, we should we should all, like, let's all be on one accord here. Stop bringing your representatives and then be upset when somebody feels like you are not what you have presented yourself to be. Present yourself of who you are from the get-go. Set your standards. Stand by your standards. And don't fold on your standards. No matter what anybody says, oh, it's too high, it's too da-da-da. Oh, well, it's not their standard, it's yours. Period. And the point blank exclamation mark all right thank you so much for this uh for listening to my little rant or whatever um thank you so much for hearing this episode with my amazing guy best friend thank you aram we're gonna come back the next episode he's gonna come back again so we can finish this beautiful conversation um and don't forget to like subscribe and share and also to go on my other so my platforms my facebook and instagram beautifully yasmin my youtube beautifully yasmin New videos have dropped. Um, so many amazing things happening all around. So stay in tune. Stay in connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you in the next episode. I love you. I mean it. God loves you. And you know it. So everything that you need to survive in this crazy world has already been put in you. It's only up to you to reach within you to get those tools that you need. All right, later. You can't do it without God. You can't do it without God. 
You can't do it without God You can't do it without God Follow him Follow him Follow him All you need is a mustard seed Yeah, yeah Then you will be living out your dreams Yeah, yeah Follow him Follow him Follow him Yeah, yeah Spiritual fighters, women in war Spiritual fighters, women in war